Who's got the biggest, the cleanest, the coldest whips of all? Buzz! Can you dig it? Who's never late and never missed a single call? Buzz! Right on time. Who is the man when you need a chauffeur in Duval? Buzz! Damn right. Now listen, when you need a ride to the airport, the bar, a wedding, or anywhere in between, call the man we all know as Mr. Pay-Per-View. Buzz! 904-887-0763. Love you guys. Welcome to the bold take. It's me, Solly, joined by the Dillical, Eric Dillard. Yo. The Copernicus, Cap Caputo. Uh, please call me General Manager Cap. Thank you. <laughs> Do you boys uh, remember anything about that game on Sunday? Like, can you recall um, one single thing that happened? I don't really know. It was miserable and I left early. Yeah, I remember uh, my reaction when the kicker ran out there. Like when John Brown, the, the fake kicker, ran out there. Our and, fifth kicker on the year? Well, no, I, I remember looking at him as he lined up for that first kick and being like, this dude looks like a creative player in that. <laughs> You're like, how do I make like how do I make Lil Wayne a kicker? You know, like that's what it looked like. He just, on TV, he, he looked really, really short. Was he really, really short? He looked really short on the field too. Yeah. Um, so it was. Just, yeah, he looked tiny. Yeah. He looked like a creative player in FIFA winger, like five three, ninety eight pounds. His <laughs> speed is like ninety eight. Like that's what he looked like. Yeah, he he looked like uh, like if Ace Sanders was like lining up to take a kick. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Yeah. So I remember him going out. I remember celebrating quite a bit when he made actually made one because it had been a minute since we got a kicker make one. I remember yeah. him at some point. Uh, either on TV after I had already left or while I was there. I remember him missing one. Yeah, we were there. Okay, good. I'm glad you remember. Um, I honestly don't remember much else from it. It. Uh, I remember at a certain point, Jackson asked me if we could leave. That was like the third play of the game. Yeah. it was. No, it was like into the early part of the second quarter probably, maybe like end of the first. And you were like, and thank I God, I thought you'd never ask. No, I was just like, look, man, we gotta stay till halftime. You know, like we'll see how they how they do. It's still relatively close-ish. You know, we can't be leaving yet. And he's like, but dad, don't you want to go to Ginger's or Monkey's Uncle? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, son, yes, actually, I do. And uh, but at that point, I can't. I couldn't like I couldn't come off like a complete alcoholic, like derelict parent. So I had to be like, no, son, no. Oh, dad wants to stay here. We pay good money for these tickets. Mother and I work hard all week to provide for you. We're going to stay here. 
going to stay here until the Jags are at least down by three scores, and then we can leave. Okay? We, have, we are principled in this family. So that's what we did, and we got home. We, we dropped him off. The, the beautiful thing was the way we were able to time it was we still had babysitter hours logged, right, Like because we weren't supposed to be home till like 5.30 if we would have stayed the whole game and traffic and whatnot. So we got home about 4.00. And we were able to uh, hop on the golf cart, cruise up to Monkey's Uncle, had a plate of wings, um, downed a few tasty beverages, and pretended like I cared about any of the football that was still on TV. And I didn't, didn't at all. Um, and like, I, 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 just so people are clear here, I, like, this is not an act. Like, I genuinely don't remember much from that game because it was just so unmemorable. The only thing that sticks out in my mind is watching like a pass thrown at DJ Chark where you can tell he's about to get lit up as soon as the ball gets to him. And that happened about four times. That's what I I was going to say. I I mostly remember bad throws from the quarterback receivers running wide open and bad throws and receivers running wide open and the ball not thrown to him. Whether it was the offensive line's fault or the fact that the quarterback stinks, I don't know but it was probably because the quarterback stinks um, because all you have to do is play cover two and he literally has no idea what to do. He looks like a two-year-old riding a bike without training wheels. Like, bro, what happened to you? You literally went from functioning to you, you don't even belong anymore. Like, we literally need the XFL to come back solely so you have a job playing football because clearly that's what you love to do. Wow. Wow. Don't hold back, buddy. Don't hold back. I guess you do remember some stuff. Um, I was just—I <laughs> wasn't gonna go quite quite in that direction. I was just gonna say, as as we're talking about things, my memory's getting jogged a little bit, and I I uh, I do recall when AJ Can went down, and Ben Barch ran on the field like he was leaving Daly's place. Um, <laughs> hope of, hope of Tony Khan's uh, wrestling uh, extravaganza. Extravaganza. Thank you. And like, I mean, Ben Barch ran out there like he was a member of like the Bushwhackers and like, he just like was there. And I'm like, dude, how did they like, you know, that Ken is definitely coming out. Cause Ken was still like sitting there. <laughs> ben Barch just in the hut. I'm like, dude, like he's like, like getting in the huddle, like, like, like looking like he's getting ready. Like I'm ready to play, like, like call the play. And I'm like, dude, he's still sitting on the fucking field. Like this guy <laughs> is on something. And then apparently he just played like total dog shit. So um according to everything that i've seen so um, yeah I, I haven't read a single jaguar thing this week i've only clicked and not read the articles that my friends have written just for the sake of their job but let's get the clicks in that's good honestly man their jags are just so depressing the actual football part of the team um the extra coverage doesn't mean anything to me right now like i don't need to read or understand anything more than I see on the field because it's so bad right now. If you were Shad Khan, would you consider signing Tim Tebow for the rest of the year to play quarterback? No. Hear me out, out, though. Hear me out, though. You say to play left field? Is that what you said? (laughs) Hear me out, though. If you're going to tank, this would be a way to tank. Why would we want to get better at quarterback? I don't see what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, if you were throwing out Robbie Tebow – or, maybe you know i'd be like okay i'm with you like let's tank i mean because, like, let's think about it the tebow's still an athlete like he's an in shape pro baseball player like he's 
You know what I mean? Like he's you think a functioning Gruden, athlete. You think Gruden is smart enough to just like kind of switch the offense around for him and, and start running it a little more with the quarterback? Personally, I don't know what happened to John Gruden. He like knew what he was doing for two weeks and now he looks like John Gruden. You know, <laughs> not John Gruden, my bad. Jay Gruden. <laughs> he 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 went from looking like, you know, superstar. We were all praising him, ready to make him our next head coach, and now he looks like Jed Fish and in the gang. So I don't know if it's a collective. As as a uh, as a uh, a board member, um, yeah. a newly minted board member of Team Tank, uh, I I'm a huge fan of the fact that Jay Gruden has forgotten how to call plays and uh, design a game plan. Um, just like I, it was funny. I was listening to the radio today when I was in the truck, and somebody like somebody who was on was like lamenting. Uh, uh, how many of our players are on the injury list this week? I'm like, fantastic. Good. Can we get a few more guys on the injury list? Like, who else wants a week off? Who wants a day off? Like, let's just do this. If we're going to do it, let's do it all the way. That's So awesome. I did I did have one one positive bright light ding pop in my head uh, thinking about the Jaguars. And the offense took its downfall, its, its tumble into – you know, typical shittiness when Josh Lambeau got hurt. So it's almost like the team has so much confidence in Lambeau. They know that, like, they can shoot for bigger plays in the, like, intermediate or intermediate parts of the field because worst case, you know, you get the third and long, well, we'll just take six or seven here and there'll be a 56-yarder and Lambeau will put it through the sticks, like, regardless. So if he does come back – you know, healthy this week, they activate him. He's got like three weeks to be on the active roster, however that works now. Um, if he comes back and the offense plays better, is it fair to say that he's maybe the best Jaguar player in history and we should put him in the pride? Yeah, I don't think that's an exaggeration by any means. Because clearly, like, if, if the offense revolves around the kicker, he's the most important kicker of all time. Yeah. Or we're just the saddest excuse for a football franchise of all time. Could be both. I think I think that's regardless. I don't think any oh, okay. anything has to happen for us to get there. Um, he arguably you, when, he arguably shouldn't even be the first kicker to be inducted. To be honest. Yeah, and the, I agree that there should be like three of them before him, at least two. And it's just crazy because like we're sitting here, the Rays are beating the Dodgers in the World Series, and the Rays are literally like a shit stain of a financial franchise, and. The Jaguars just they're can't ever figure viable, it out. Bro. They're not even viable they're at all, and they're they're com- they're always competitive. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so frustrating when you see so many other teams do it, literally like right in my face right now. Like they just hit a bomb and went up five nothing in game two, and Snell just pitched a crazy game, and here we are like we're relying on a six string or a six round quarterback, our running back. First round running back was replaced by an undrafted guy who's like one of the best players on our team. Like literally, that's just where the franchises as a whole. Like, sure, it's positive that like the undrafted guy is good, but it just shows you where your roster's at to even have an opportunity where you know that that was the only outcome after someone got hurt and you got rid of a guy who wasn't bought into the franchise. It's pretty Which, incredible how every player that we sign off the street becomes the best player on the team. Like that week yeah seriously so aaron lynch aaron lynch is gonna have a crazy game this week yeah no i put him on ir don't worry um (laughs) first one of the first things i did is the uh you know 
as, as the as the as the GM of the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, so John, you want to state a case here you've laid it out on the twitter machine you want to state the case is it for why we should be tanking why fans should be rooting for us to lose games yeah it's it's okay yes yes um kind of all of the above but more most specifically it is why as fans we should all be fighting the urge that is all too familiar to us as jaguar fans to root for the team to win a game on a weekly basis, right? Like we have, we've been in this, this, this space before many, many times where the, the, the team is very clearly not going anywhere. We need talent. We need uh, transcendent talent, right? That's what we're missing on this team. We need a quarterback is what it really comes down to, right? We need a franchise quarterback and, so the case for tanking, right? Like why you as a fan should want to tank really breaks down to a couple of things. But I, I, I just want, I want to start by saying, it's, it, yes, there'll be moments where it's uncomfortable. And sometimes the things that are best for us, right? They're uncomfortable. Going to the doctor, right? <laughs> Fucking for some of you bros out there that are a little bit older, shout out to uh, Evil Zorak, Tom, like, you know, a little prostate exam, probably a little awkward. Feels weird. Um, you know, just going to the dentist. That shit normally sucks, right? But it's stuff like that. It's just for the best. Right? It's for the best, long-term, short-term, little short-term pain and awkwardness for hopefully getting to where we all want to be. And that is what I compare this to, right? And we have to we have to stay strong with this, fellas. It's very easy to get sucked into, oh, I want this first down, or I want, oh, they scored, I'm so happy. Listen, I, I'm not saying we have to get blown out every game. I'm just saying that you have to root for the overall outcome to be a loss. Mm -hmm. I am rooting for fun things to happen each game, but with a loss. Now, with the caveat that if I have to choose between fun things happening and winning some games, or getting blown out every game, and that means that we're going to lose every game, I'm going to go ahead and say, let's get blown out. I'm used to it. I think I got thick enough skin. I've seen me do it. I'm pretty sure I can make my way through it. Pretty sure. So it's going to be uncomfortable. There are going to be those moments where you, as a fan, want to get sucked in. You want to just start cheering. You want to, oh, you know what? And this is what always happens, right, fellas? Oh, you know what? Screw it. I know we shouldn't have won that game, but it felt good. Right, it felt good. It felt good. It was kind of like sleeping with your fucking ex, right? Like, <laughs> like where it's like, oh, you know, oh shit, that was great. That was great. That was a great time. Uh, emotionally, neither one of us can handle it, but you know what? In the moment, it was worth it, right? And that's kind of what this shit is like. So, the further case, let me make my case to the folks out there, the listeners of the pod, right? And a lot of this revolves around a distrust or a lack of faith in Shad Khan's ability to bring us out of the pits of despair, right? To where he has led us to, we've talked about it ad nauseum, FTMLS, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, hunt, the quest for 100 losses. All of the 96. Right. We can't, we can't rely on Shad Khan 
to be the one. So when you, when you break it down, how do you establish a winning culture? And I'm not just talking about a culture, rah, 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 all bullshit, right? I'm talking about a culture that doesn't accept losing and that produces wins. How do you build that in the NFL? And in my head, what I've kind of boiled it down to over the years of watching football and, and studying football and talking about football, there's three pillars. Some great organizations have all three, some have two, but every good organization that has some sustained periods of winning has at least one of these things that their winning culture sits upon, right? The three pillars. Pillar number one, I call it the ownership investment, right? And this can go two ways. One, the Jerry Jones, Al Davis model, right? Where they, they, they are, they're super hands-on, but you know that they care and that being a member, being a Jaguar or being a Cowboy, being a, uh, a Raider player or fan matters, right? Because the owners are are setting that tone. Now, I know what people are going to say, the Raiders haven't won fuck all in a long time. Cowboys haven't won fuck all. But they have a culture that people want to be a part of, even in spite of the fact that they haven't won a lot because they have a history of winning and the owner has been able to sustain that culture and that idea, right? So the other part of pillar number one, I call like the Rooney effect. So you have people who are more in the background. They're not all in your face. They're not the GM. They hire good people. They empower them. And then they build a culture quietly behind the scenes of what it means to be a stealer, right? Or it, for a long time, for a while there, it was the Giants, what it meant to be a Giant, right? With the Mara family. They've, you know, they've, they've gone off the fucking ledge here lately. But those, those are, that's the ownership pillar. And I think it's safe to say, fellas, that we cannot now and maybe ever rely on Shad to do either one of those, because the proof is in the pudding, right? Like, I mean, so if, if that if if the if our way out of this going forward for a long term plan and vision, we can't rely on pillar number one with ownership. Pillar number two. Some teams and organizations find that winning culture they develop that winning culture by hiring by hiring proven winners right as a gm or a coach or both or one or the other but you have this individual or these individuals they're that prominent voice in the building everyone knows where they stand that's a member of the organization players coaches they know where they stand and there's consistency there right so this one i i think of obviously belichick but also Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, guys who go and they're able to build a winning culture and, and guys buy in because, because they have a history of producing wins, right? And that they put together game plans and strategy that the guys can rally around because it makes sense. They make adjustments, right? Winning culture, winning football, coaches, coaches matter. I, I think most people would contend there's only a handful of them that really make a difference at the end of the day in the NFL. So that's pillar number two. And – Frankly, fellas, I don't have, you know, if we're looking at the track record here and a little bit, you know, take a step further, not just the track record and the results, but look at the way that Shad has conducted the processes to find the guys that he's hired, the four or five different guys now. We can't trust in that either, right? So we can't trust in that. So 
that brings me to pillar number three. And pillar number three is the stars align and you find the franchise quarterback or what I call the unicorn quarterback. This right? is the Indianapolis Colts model. It's, it, it very much is. It's the Colts, you know, um, it is – you find that guy and then every – but now the argument people make all the time is, hey, this there isn't a unicorn QB in every draft, right? There's not. Now the media and the draft and the draft heads and the draft nicks and all the Twitter draft draft Twitter and all the experts they try we, we we analyze and analyze to the point to where there's always one or two guys in just about every draft that people are like oh he's you know he's going to be a stud he's going to be a franchise quarterback I'm not just talking about borderline franchise quarterback I'm talking about unicorn fucking guy who when you really put it all out on the table. There aren't a lot of check marks that he's not going to – not a lot of boxes that he's not going to check, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is why, for me, number three is – the re- pillar number three in this approach is our only hope, in my opinion. It's our only real hope, other than maybe hiring some new coach and he, he becomes the next winning coach, which that's a crapshoot. We know that in the NFL. Every, there's new coaches every year. This, this freaking coaching carousel goes round and round and round. Not something that I think we can rely on with Shad's track record. But we have once every few years, five years, ten years, whatever you want to call it, that unicorn QB is there. To me, that's Trevor Lawrence. And when you sit there and you look at it, and it couldn't be a whole hell of a lot worse for us as football fans of this team. So if, if it means that I have to put my belief in my good juju and in my hopes and my prayers behind one of those three things that might bring us out of the freaking cellar, the dumpster. I'm throwing it all in behind tanking boys. And that's why to me, that's why you have to root to tank and years past. We win those couple of games. We win that game against the end against the Colts. Guess what? Gift them Andrew Luck, right? Another unicorn QB. Now, that unicorn ended up losing its horn because they couldn't fucking protect them. And, you know, everybody's trying to catch the unicorn. Um, but we got to. We got to stay the course. Yeah. We have to stay the course. Pillar three is really our only pillar. It is. And so I'll, I'll summarize in this. When it comes to the next stage in this franchise, we have a responsibility to try to hold Shad Khan accountable because the product on the field, the product that's put on the field will have a direct correlation with the narrative that they will continue to try and spin. Right. So we are, we have reached that point where the fans aren't coming back in droves, fellas. They're not believing you. You, you can go out and hire, uh, what's his name? Brady from, uh, Carolina, um, Joe Brady to be the head coach. And some people will be fired up to be excited. He ain't bringing all the fans back. He's no. not bringing the real belief. Now maybe he can come in and prove some shit and then gradually the fans will come back. But the narrative is going to get real interesting over the next year to two years 
with London kind of being up in the air, Lot J, new stadium or, you know, stadium renovations kind of uh, bearing down on us. It's going to get real interesting. And if this team doesn't start building some sort of winning culture, I'm afraid. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of what direction this is all going to go in. So, you know, all of this is tied together. Do not be afraid. You know, don't be one. Don't be a fucking mark. Okay, don't be the guy who can't see the big picture or the gal. Fucking think about the big picture. Now I know Dilla is high on Justin Fields, and there is you know, people are going to say, "Cap, the Jets might lose every fucking game, or they might win one, and we might win one, but they might you know win the tiebreaker and get the fucking." Uh, first pick. Somebody else might get the first pick. There's a couple of other quarterbacks there that are interesting. And there's a couple of other prospects as well that'll be at the top of the draft that if you shoot for, if you really do your best to fucking tank and we all root for it and we all fucking get behind it like it's a Super Bowl run, like it's our Super Bowl, and we fall a little short. The consolation, prize, the consolation prizes might be pretty good. They might be, you know, they might be good consolation prizes. But what I can guarantee you is, if we win three or four games and we're picking fucking fifth or sixth or seventh, we're gonna be right back here mm-hmm. next year with the same 100%. fucking conversation. Hundred percent. And Jay Gruden will probably be our fucking head coach. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and Todd Walsh will still be around. Uh, God, God help us. But that, boys, that's the case for tanking. I've never gone all in like this myself. I've tried to convince myself in the past, oh, they should just tank. I've been right there next to y'all many times in the stadium where we probably should have lost all the games, but damn it, we're a little sauced up. It's fucking Sunday. We're with the boys. And, you know, it feels fucking really good to watch Chris Conley catch two touchdowns, which should never feel good. Right? It should win, never feel win against good. the Titans. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. Uh, I, I promised that I would make the case. Um, please don't try and disagree with me on Twitter. You're wrong. It's okay you're that wrong. you're wrong. You are wrong, though. I agree. So I think that if the Jaguars do finish the season 1-15, it would be the fourth best season in team history after the three seasons where we went to the AFC Championship game. Um, because without it, we're never going to be anything um, anytime soon. So it's almost like a, it's now or never, literally in, in terms of like, are we going to have a watchable product? Are we going to have a football team that we enjoy um, spending a lot of time and energy on? And are we going to like actually – get the entertainment value that we're all looking from football. Like everyone talks about the other games that they're watching, but they're watching the other games because there's nothing fun about the games that we literally watch all the time in person and the team we root for. So the tank is the best thing that could literally ever happen for us. And everyone needs to buy in. That's it. Fucking tank. Everybody's in. Losing okay. is our Super Bowl. And you dorks. Okay. I'm speaking right to you dorks out there. that want to enter my mentions already and tell me, yo, Trevor, He's not a transcendent player. Okay. Believe that. But this is a dude who's basically walked the walk, talked the talk from the moment he stepped on campus at Mm -hmm. arguably the best program in the country. I mean, he was, he barely had hair on his balls when he got there and now he's fucking 
you know, he's, he's done it. He, everything that he can do, should do, that you want him to do, every bit of physical trait that he, ha- that he should have, he has. Cap, every- since, you're, since you're the GM now, um, yeah. give us your – you were talking about the boxes that the quarterback needs to check. Give us your boxes. I want to know your boxes. Well, first and foremost, as the GM, I think I already announced this. I've, I've, uh, I've hired uh, Jackson Phil. <laughs> um to be the assistant gm which really we all know i mean a a good senior level manager doesn't do a whole lot they just get good people to to, that are talented to do all the work you'll be in charge Um, of the first round pick i mean he's a delegation specialist i am i am no uh for me i mean god look i mean it's it's a long list of stuff right if if you're talking about checking every box, but GPA you know, has to be at least a 2.7, at least a 2.7. Um, you got to have nice hair. You must condition your hair at least three to four times a week. Um, what about facial know, hair? Facial hair. I mean, it's, it's questionable. Andrew Luck had terrible facial hair. Now some might argue that there, that could be the reason why he had career ending injuries. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a GM, but I will say this. Uh, you know, can the guy make all the throws, man? Can he make all the throws? Has he operated in a system where uh, he has multiple reads, right? He has to get through his progressions. Has he operated in that? How does he get through that? Um, yeah. How does he handle pressure, right? Does he, you know, then from a physical sense, like I said, can he make all the throws? Now in today's game, you've got to have a quarterback who's a little mobile. and He's plenty mobile. He's athletic. Um, you know, does he, does he, is he a, to like I say is he able to throw touch and you know zip it in there when arm strength right arm strength Mm. and touch he has both um you know uh there's a lot there a lot has been said over the years too about kind of the factor of uh has a quarterback started enough games have they won you know have they won games have they won big games you know there's all sorts of metrics out there now like you know for I think that was one of the things with like a guy like Josh Allen or like when they're coming out, it's like, well, he hasn't played a lot of people and he hasn't started a lot of games. So, um, you know, he's done all that. He's done, he's produced on the highest level. Um, in just about every game he plays, he's the best player on the field. Um, but from, you know, from, from that standpoint, I don't, I, all I have to go on from things like the intangibles, like how smart is he? Um, how does he prepare? You don't know that, but we hear that he's off the charts with that stuff. Um, you know, does he have the it factor? You're talking about a unicorn QB has the it factor. Is he a guy that people want to follow? Like when he gets off the freaking, you know, when he steps on the practice field, are people like, is that the, is that the motherfucker? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the motherfucker? Like Aaron Rodgers steps on the field, they're like, that's the motherfucker. Hey, I got a question for you. Does Twitter followers matter? Because Justin Fields has more Twitter followers than Trevor Lawrence. Well, Justin Fields has. Okay, let's let's be let's be fair here. Justin Fields has a little bit of an advantage, right? He started out at a big SEC school like Georgia, probably okay. gained some followers, went to arguably one of the top five biggest colleges as far as following, especially probably yeah. in the country. Right? He probably so, went to a bigger following school now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. with Ohio State. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, Clemson, you ever been to Clemson? No, nobody's ever been yeah. to Clemson. It barely even well, fucking exists. Nobody really even a, knows. Yeah, it's, it's the football stadium. Yeah, that's all it is. In like a barbecue joint or something, I think. Um, yeah, they have a subway. I've seen it when they were doing racist, uh, racist stuff there. Sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, Clemson, like, it, it's, not as, it's not as large of a following. So, um, 
I know you like fields though. We'll, we'll probably have plenty of time to get into all this shit, right? I mean, we got yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll cross that road after he plays a game. That's like one thing too. People are like writing fields off already after they're like it's Trevor Lawrence or nothing or Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance, and I'm like. Like, if you want Trey Lance, how can you not want Justin Fields, too? You know what I mean? To me, it seems like, at worst, they're in the same tier. Let me ask you this, just without us getting too far down that rabbit hole of, like, comparing and and, and uh, getting into analyzing all of them. But if Fields is, like, Cam Newton light mm-hmm. as far as how he he's going to produce in the NFL, would you take him at two or three if that's where you're picking? Yeah, I mean, I would genuinely, like, if we pick first, I want Trevor Lawrence. If we pick second, I want Fields. And if we pick third, I want Trey Lance. <laughs> I like it. Because, like, that's just genuinely the, what The alternative I want. is we keep playing the same quarterback we have. Yeah, right. or we go get some And that's the thing. Somewhere else. Yeah, like, at the BYU quarterback's not really anything interesting. But Trey Lance is such a raw talent. Mm-hmm. He's got a cannon, and he can genuinely run. So, if you have a cannon and you can genuinely run, the the sky's the limit and if you're raw it's all about getting good coaches in here which is like unlikely so that's kind of why you know that that stinks in that aspect and that's why i would 100 percent go trevor lawrence first justin field second and for me i know we didn't want to get down this rabbit hole but um with justin fields i'm always going to take the guy that played at ohio state over the guy that played at the smaller school just because i'm a chicken like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, w- I wouldn't have taken Roethlisberger or Flacco unless they were the uh, the next guy in line. You know yeah. what I'm saying. I would have never taken them before anybody else. So the interesting thing for me with this with this QB class is there to me. There's lo- like the safe, the only like safe pick is Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you make that argument. The only like truly safe pick, but the draft in some GM's career is going to be defined by, to me, I think who ends up like if only one of Lance or Fields ends up being like, you know, a top Mm -hmm. 10, 15 QB, whoever makes it kind of like going back to the Deshaun draft and, you know, Mahomes and, and shit like that. It's like, who's, you know, who's picking who, Mm-hmm. And what is that going to look like in the long term? For me, I, I think Lawrence is safe enough to where, you know, that's a no-brainer. You got the number one pick and you need a quarterback. That's yeah. where you're going. Lawrence Lawrence is either going to be Mahomes or Watson in terms of success, whereas the other ones might be Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. In yep. terms of, like, career development, not, not comparing them as players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Might be a big swing and a miss. Yeah. So we're All right. Ready, well, ready to get uh, into so, this jag bag. Yeah, let's get in the jag bag. Moral of the story, folks, is don't be don't be a chicken shit. All right. Just go all in. Do it for like consider it your patriotic duty. Okay. Like worship and, the shit like some of y'all worship the fucking flag. Man, like, honestly, dude, if Duval Doom can get into the tank, everyone can get into the tank. Facts. That's it. Preach. Jag bag. You get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Straight out the lot, 300 cash, and the car came with a blood in it.
This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by A1 Sliders, sliding glass door and window repair. I like to think of my sliding glass door on the back of my house as like an airplane, right? It needs to land perfectly and smoothly in the little groove, aka the runway, for proper functionality. If yours isn't, you need to head over to a1sliders.com or give them a call 386-538-6835 for a free estimate of how to get your airplane landing perfectly on your runway. Again, a1sliders.com, 386-538-6835. Give them a call and get that airplane landing smoothly right on that runway. Now back to the bold take. On that, on that note, jag bag question number one. From Bold Take Hall of Famer, DJ Dell. Y'all ready to get a W on Sunday? Hashtag bolt up. <laughs> My dog. He already figured it out. Yep, yep. I, I've, like, gotten some, I've gotten some good uh, – when I, when I posted that the other day, like, hey, you know, th- like now is the time embrace to embrace, to fully embrace the tank. The tank. Um, I, some people like, well, the only way this is really going to work is if I start rooting for the other team. Because whatever team I'm rooting for usually is the one that loses. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. What? That's what I tried to do for the Braves. Yeah, however, however that works out in your head for you. Um, yeah, whatever that was crazy. Is, that's the point. Whatever you got to do. Whatever it is, right? If it means not watching the game because you're going to feel, like, really good Anytime something good happens, you're going to start telling yourself. You're going to start cheering. You're just going to fucking throw all inhibitions aside. Don't watch the game. I'm going to boo the Jaguars when they score this week. Boo. Well, you heard me. Melissa, like, or actually, I don't know if you you might have uh, gotten up to go get some some grub or something, but something happened on the field, and I just started cracking up. Uh, you know, we did something bad, and Melissa's like, what is so funny? Why are you laughing? I'm like, did you not just see that? It's like freaking, it's so bad. Yeah, what can I do? Like, all you can do is laugh. Anyway. It's right, practically bad. What else we jack got? Bag, oh. dun, 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 jack bag. Jack bag. All right, from um, at Amelia Wizard, hashtag jack bag, you three are invited to the next Marone Monday press conference. What question do you ask? I got one. Go for it. Coach, do you plan on keeping your house here after this year, or will you be putting it up for sale soon? Dillard? (laughs) When you're inevitably fired and the next head coach is hired and he can't, you know, hire an offensive line coach, are you going to accept the demotion in the same organization? I like that. Sally, you got one? Um, Sally, Sally, you know, Dilla. Sally's going to – he'd be in there like, Coach, Sally from the bold take here. Um, big fan. First – or long time, first time. Um, just wanted to say that uh, everybody thinks that you're looking kind of rough and this is really taking a toll on you physically, but I think you're still handsome as fuck. That's, what, I mean, like, that, that's the kind of question you could ask. I feel like you took the words right out of my mouth. I don't even need to give mine. There you go. Yeah, that was that, seriously. Uh, <laughs> next we have from – uh, 28 at Jag 28 fan. Sorry, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Uh, in a few weeks, when Khan gets his 100th loss, are you guys down for a sarcastic parade? If so, what would be your theme of your parade float? 
I'll go ahead and go first. You guys look a little confused. I would uh, make mine um, Lot J themed. I would have like Buffalo Wild Wings colors. Um, I'd have like a bunch of empty bars on my float. And um, we'd be serving $13 Coronas. <laughs> Mine would be a, a big statue of Shad Khan with his finger in the air as a number one. And Lenny Curry would be wrapped around his finger, like almost in like a humping, uh, you know, position because that's literally what that guy is. And it's the most accurate description of our city and our football team that I could think of. Um, my... <laughs> But the visual representation that you gave there is uh, it's un- <laughs> unfortunate that that won't that won't translate on a podcast. But um, it's like yoga with Dilla, uh, I mine would Downward be simple, dog. and I actually my ass. as uh, <laughs> as I am uh, as I'm continuing through and pretending like I'm not listening to you. Um, so full disclosure, this is the first time I haven't looked at any of the Jag bag questions, right? So yeah. I'm coming in this blind, which is, which is fun. Normally I've looked at all of them and I, I, so this one took me a second, but my answer to this hypothetical question got me thinking about, should I actually just do this and have it drive around town? You know those billboard, <laughs> the, the digital billboard trucks? Yes, dude, 100%. You should get made by Tim to... Yes. Photoshop the photo of Shad Khan holding up the hottest ticket in town, but just have it be in a hold it up a hundred L's <laughs> and just have yes. that. And then just underneath it have it say, congrats Shad and have that just the double-sided billboard truck, the digital billboard truck, just driving around town. I wonder how Bro, much that costs. I may look into that. Yeah. We could just fundraise that easy. Yeah. No doubt. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. So there you go. <laughs> Took me Brought to you by the listeners of the Bold Take. <laughs> Our logo all over it. Seriously. Next, next up, we have uh, Jonathan from St. Augustine. This one's a little like rambling. Uh, yeah, he's cool. I'm, I'm, this one's a little bit rambling, so I'm going to try to like make it a little more succinct. So apologies if I stumble here. Uh, are we ready to accept the fact that on January 3rd, the Colts will have secured their wild card spot rest their starters and the Jags with being in sole possession of first overall pick um, are going to win that final game against the Colts and give Trevor. The answer, is, the, the answer is no. The answer is no. We're not prepared. It's not going to happen. And here's why we're putting everyone on IR. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you guys like it's happening um, and we're in, we're just going to continue to will it to happen even more. Okay. Avery Jones. Make it happen. Latest guy to fall, as we're as we're recording this earlier, you know I, I noticed that the, the the press release went out. He's on IR now. We're getting Lambo back. That's going to be tricky. We're going to have to hope that Lambo's um, when he comes back, he makes a bunch of field goals and then he starts doing a bunch of fucking. Okay, like we're going to have to hope that he like throws his groin out again because he's just doing so much fucking. Um, because he he gives me a little bit of concern. Close game. You, you don't want him out there. You don't yeah. want him on that Honestly, wall. I think Lambo is the most important player on the team. The whole offense revolves around the kicker. It says a lot. Yes. It says a lot. Um, next up, we have Jason Miller, J- at JB Miller 26, with an interesting one. What sports team should the cons buy and run next? Hashtag Jag Bag. Hmm. 
I, I got, think a, they I got should... a quick one if you if you guys are yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. That's what I just said. The Titans. <laughs> That's funny. I was I was thinking that um he should sell Fulham and Jaguars as one like asset and entity and then buy Arsenal and run their football club. That would be probably a life changing event for me. <laughs> Joke joke's on you, pal. Uh joke is on you. Um we already owned by a terrible American. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Big old Stan. Joke is on you, pal. Um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. I, I said Titans. Um, but if we're talking about other teams that we want to see run into the ground, I think you should buy the Miami Heat. Preach. <laughs> that would be incredible. That is funny. I'm Just in. sail, sail the kismet on down the Atlantic there. Uh, next we have at BCB couch, how much in interest free tax dollars will Shad use this time to hire corn Ferry to bring us Thomas Dimitrov and Mike Smith reunion this winter. Thanks. And please vote <laughs> hashtag jag bag. <laughs> I'm in a uh, like group chat with couch and he said that the other day and it fucking laughed so hard. I, uh, if, if, they, if they hired Thomas Dimitrov, <laughs> I'm taking this fucking screwdriver in my hand and I'm shoving it through my fucking eye. <laughs> Honestly, dude, like, I would rather hire like a, a no-name person, not like Gus Bradley, but in the sense of Gus Bradley, you're like, who the fuck's this guy? Um, then uh, hi, like hire a retread because when they hire Gruden and Trent Balky gets, you know, promoted to general manager and it all stays in-house again, it's going to be super lame in like all of our passionate tanking isn't going to pay off mm. yeah question is which is not the question but the greater point that i made in the case for tanking I agree. Our, our only hope true trevor tank for trevor hashtag jag bag from uh Josh is at currently, this is his 37th account, is at... Yeah, I don't even follow him anymore. He's got a new account every six weeks. Can't handle it. He's got a good question, though. Hashtag Jagbag. A player hauls off and punches Todd Wash square in the jaw. Who did it? Um, I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey. He may not be on the team anymore, but I think he would hop a flight, come over, and, and do it. That's like you just like failed an open book test. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, man, I, I don't know if anybody left really hates him. That's why uh, I picked somebody from the past. <laughs> well, yeah. So is it really a good question like you prefaced us with in the beginning? Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'll go Taven Bryan because he's just so fucking dumb and weird. I could see him doing it. Like I, I could just see him I could see him punching Todd Walsh. And I could see it being Doug Marone because he's going to get Doug Marone fired. <laughs> but then really Doug Marone's going to get Doug Marone fired because Doug Marone could have fired him. So maybe Doug Marone should punch himself after he punches Todd Wash. Just as long as he makes sure he punches Todd Wash. That's some yeah. point in the process. It might be Gardner Minshew because if they win those first couple of games with an actual defense, we might be one. talking totally different about Gardner Minshew right now. That's a good one. Yeah, maybe. But that guy sucks, <laughs> so let's just talk about him how we're going to keep talking about him. Okay, next question. Uh, okay. Ha- 
Jag bag. At AA Cameron one. This is like the sad bag. Hashtag Jag bag. Yeah, I think this one's going to get you guys back on track. Sad bag. Uh, hashtag Jag bag. How do most of you keep your facial hair looking so full and lustrous? <laughs> most of us. That is, that's slanderous. I, I am, I am so sorry, Sally. You don't deserve that kind of attack. Apparently I do. It's true though. A lot of people have been going at him about his beard or lack thereof the past few days. But dude, did you get one of those roller things that I seen on Instagram or was it someone else that told me they got one? What? You can get this thing and you like roll it in your little patches where you can't grow hair and it like helps you grow hair. Yeah. So it's like you should try it. That's you what he did of, right there. You have a lot of right there on the chin. That's why he's got the little bit of chin music going now. They call him Soul Patch Sally. Soul Patch Sally. And he Sally, listens to... Sally's got soul. Sally listens to, like, the blues and jazz when we play golf now. Well, in, you know, in fairness to, to, to you, Sally. Um, While looking very, at uh, the money line. My it's, bad. No, it's very, it's, very <laughs> difficult to, it's very difficult to compete with Dilla's beard. Like, there aren't many people that are fucking with that mean right there. So, um, I just got this, like, I don't know, gray getting longer by the day you look like you play defensive mid and like uh like hungry oh yeah i should say like la liga bulgaria for like a la lower liga. level team like in la yeah. liga you play for like uh getafe yeah i was gonna say getafe Celtic, <laughs> um, great minds that's funny uh all right hashtag jagback sorry let's keep this thing moving here you falling asleep on us what's going on I mean, you guys didn't answer the question. You just took the opportunity to make fun of me. You didn't really answer. How do you keep it looking so lust, lustrous and all that? Oh, beard oil. <laughs> Got I, uh, I take a shower in the morning, and then I comb my hair all like on top of my head, and then I get dressed, and then I have a smaller beard brush in my car, and as I'm driving out of the neighborhood, I comb my beard out. Because it's got to have a little bit of an air dry before you comb it out. Like, you don't want it to be, like, straight out of the shower. Then it just kind of gets a natural, you know, a little poof with a little A. Gets you a little extra sponge in there. Fucking, you should charge for that kind of fucking information, <laughs> my guy. Holy cow. Lady and the mustache is turning. Oh, yeah. That's the real sex right there. Okay. Sorry, what do we got? Come on, keep it going. Uh, hashtag Jagbag. This is uh, at Jax Gordo. Worse at their job, Todd Wash or Lenny Curry? Lenny Todd Curry. Wash. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> at least we both said it with conviction. Yeah, it's true. I strongly agree. Is what? <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, I'll finish it off with, is, is one of them really measurably worse than the other? Can you go below rock bottom? Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's called being oh. a complete... Here's the, you want to know the difference? I'll tell you the difference right now and why Lenny Curry is way worse. Lenny Curry's a fucking crook, okay? Yeah, Todd, Wash, Todd Wash is only – Todd Wash didn't make himself defensive coordinator ever, you know, way back when. Todd Wash has, hasn't kept himself employed. Right? No, Todd Wash is absolutely a crook. He stole someone else's scheme and he doesn't know how to run it. He's a fucking crook. No, 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 no. But money-wise – He had the blessing to – so though right no blessing so, not he stole something he doesn't know what he's doing with. He's, he's like the guy who, who runs into the bank and steals all the money and then like when he leaves he's like well now where do i go and they catch him at his aunt's house you know one <laughs> state over 
I, I, I vehemently disagree, sir, because Gus Bradley stole the scheme, right? And then he oh, empowered. So, so he just because you stole something from someone who stole something doesn't make you. He didn't rich? steal it though. Oh Todd my Wash gosh! Didn't steal it. Here's the Dude. difference, boys. I'll break it down for you. Here's the difference: Todd Wash is stealing from Shad Khan, and Lenny Curry is stealing from the people of Jacksonville and giving it to Shad Khan. So I'm gonna Shad go Khan stealing from Lenny Curry. Yeah, that's some galaxy brain shit. Uh, <laughs> Lenny Curry definitely worse. Um, I'm with you. Todd Wash. Lenny yeah. Curry would be a better defensive coordinator than Todd Wash. No, the fuck he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. Even that guy, have you seen his skateboard outfit? There's yeah, bro. He'd be like, hello, kids. How do you do? Today do we're going to run some cover, too. At How least if we were playing Gardner Minshew, we know he's not doing anything on us today. Lenny Curry is so much worse. Like, Todd Wash has at least won something in his life. Where at? Uh, he won the lottery, okay? He won the lottery <laughs> by being on Gus Bradley's staff and being employed by Sean Conn, the guy who never fires anybody. So he won the lottery. Lenny Curry. Touche. Fraud. <laughs> All right, let's go to the golf to the golf portion of the jag bag. Is that my cue to leave? <laughs> so Cap, you can sit this one out. Uh, Nine oh four, craft beer dad. How the hell did Solly finish one under on the last four holes? And what Pirates Cove putt putt were you guys at in Daytona? <laughs> That's the truth. I don't know how he did it. The hole before he went on his little tear, he literally swung at a ball four times and it moved like six inches, and then he just went on this like actually. I'm the best player in the world. Doink. It's, he was like playing yard darts, man. Like sitting it on the green. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I'll tell you what I did. Good it's for very, you, Sally. It's very simple. I stopped thinking about what I was doing and I just swung the club. That's Wild it. Wild words. Wild maybe the Jaguars. Maybe Todd, maybe Todd Walsh should just stop thinking. Next question. Next question. Uh, <laughs> old Tech Hall of Famer at Real Jimbo Rad. Should I wear bright colored pants to golf on Sunday? Hashtag Jag Bag. Absolutely. Hopefully they're yellow and they resemble the Chargers. I, I gotta, I gotta admonish him here real quick. Uh, he's, he's just, he knew we were gonna answer that that way. He just wants to wear bright colored pants. Jimbo, you don't need our permission, bro. Well, where are your bright colored pants, dude? Frankly speaking, if you're not dressing like a complete asshole when you go and play golf, are you really playing golf? <laughs> I dress like a winner because I'm there to I'm there to win. Okay, I will re-ask the question. <laughs> I think he took me seriously. And last one is last one. What is this? Last one is another um, nine hundred four craft beer dad. He's he had uh, at least five submissions this week <laughs> <laughs> which we appreciate um it's going to be the good old mary fuck kill question Ooh. um hashtag jag bag caldwell marone shod con mary fuck kill hmm. the triumvirate the current triumvirate i will marry uh doug marone oh because i'm into bologna sandwiches for life um <laughs> I guess I'd uh, bang Todd Wash, and I would absolutely kill Shad Khan. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. 
I forgot. Who was the other one? Caldwell. Oh, Caldwell. All right, so I guess I'll bang Caldwell, and I'm definitely going to kill Khan because then we'll get a new owner. No, then it would be Tony. Tony. That would be terrible. <laughs> I take that back. I don't know. All right, I got mine. I don't. I don't like to kill real people. Cap's about to say the same thing I'm thinking, I think. All right, the most important one of these three is that I'll marry Shotcon. Yep. <laughs> you guys are smart. I should Any chance you can marry the fucking billionaire? What are you doing? Well, yep, and here's the I, other I, reason. I and here's the other reason. Then you have a little bit of influence and ownership of the team. Oh, not even that. Like, fuck the team. I'm a billionaire all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. number one. I'm watching every. Get... I'm watching every game from the Kismet in fucking the Bahamas. That's where I'm at. How can you be mad at Shah Khan when you have the same approach? What's that? I said, well, how can Whoa. you be mad at Shad Khan when you have the same approach? Whoa. I didn't buy the team. No, but you're doing. You're saying that if you were in that situation, you would do the same thing that you're upset for him doing. Wow. No, no I'm not hey. saying that. <laughs> I did not say if I was Shad Khan. Hey. I did not no. say if I was Shad Khan. I said if I was married to Shad Khan, I had all those you, billions, and then he continued to just run this team into the fucking We ground. were speaking about the – possibility of having influence on the team and i said no and that's how we ended up there and you're saying that you would in turn be shad khan in your influence as the billionaire wife of Shad you are khan. so high right now as you try and explain this it's not making any sense here is what i said sally understood me if i'm because he's high too shad no khan. so shout out to jimbo who's also nodding his head as he listens to this um <laughs> I agree. He is. If 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 I marry Sean Khan, okay, what yeah. what is the easiest way to stay married to a billionaire, right? Or to not have to sign a prenup, to not get all up in his fucking business and his affairs, right? Like, yeah. you ever see Mrs. Khan with Shad? No, she keeps her ass up in like Champagne or Chicago or wherever else in Naples where they have a house. She doesn't come around because she, she's not trying to fuck up the gravy train, my friend. And that, blame her. at a certain point, it's chess, not checkers, okay? And that's how I feel because here's the other kicker, all right? Here's the other kicker. If I'm married to Shad, yeah. I can go buy my own sports team somewhere else. True. So I have one last jag bag question then for you. Hockey team. I'm buying if a you, hockey team. If you were Shad Khan, would you also take the – I'm I'm a rich sleaze bag, and I don't give a fuck about you poor people that love my football team uh, approach or not. What would you do? Because I, I I might like if I bought something I didn't have ties to, and it was a money making machine. Like, you know, I I pressed you with that situation, but now thinking about it, like I could see myself doing that too. It's hard for me to say that I can see myself doing that because I'm so wrapped up in this team what it means to me and what it means to the city that i care about you know what i mean so it's like hard for myself to even like put myself in that frame of yeah no i understand but that's why i added like you you know you would be owning a team that you had no ties to it's also very it's also very difficult for people like us everyday Mm -hmm. people to put your mindset in uh being a billionaire too right because you listen here's the deal you don't become a billionaire really actually giving a fuck about people like you don't no, yeah I none mean, of them that's true no like, I agree. So, I, yeah it's just it's so beyond my my frame of reference realm of thought yeah. yeah um that now like i think what would be super fucking awesome would be like uh 
like Nate mentioned last week, right? The owner of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dude's probably not quite a billionaire, but he's got he's you know he's a hundred millionaire, mm-hmm. um, as 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 my son Jackson would say. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he's got plenty plenty of dough, and yeah, he's not from Tampa, but he says, hmm, I don't really care ego wise so much about you know keeping up with the Joneses. I want to mm-hmm. fucking win stuff. And yeah. you know what? If I fucking win stuff and I make a bunch of money while I'm doing it, like I'm gonna be beloved too. Like that that's yeah. the part. Yeah, you know, that's the part that I, I feel like is missing from a lot of these guys. It's like, you know, I don't you know, know like, going to You wanna do stuff to where people wanna put your name on like a park or a plaque or something like that. Is there really? a Shad Khan fucking park anywhere? Yeah, but no. like here's the thing. There could be very easily with Shah Khan. Uh, aside from him actually doing the right thing and being an awesome person and, and mm. getting it that way, all you got to do to get to put your name on something is to fucking donate a bunch of money. <laughs> like, let's yeah, be no, real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you he, have to donate meant, your money uh, to he, something, yeah. something worthwhile. Sally meant like right. in, you know, like the city thanking him for it, not him paying for it. Right. Well, that's what I, I so maybe like a statue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Like yeah. No way. Or even dumping money into something too, like uh, the Weavers. Dolores Bar Weaver has her name on a new wing at the hospital over here. Yeah, sure, it's, it's donating money to get your name on something, but she's doing it because she wants the hospital to do well. Right. And they, I mean, they donate to yeah a ton, yeah, it's a ton of money, but that's because yeah. you know it comes from a good place. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and I wonder. So what's interesting about Shad, right? It's like, what motivates him? We don't really know what really motivates him. The net and, worth is all I can think of. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. What's it, net, net, net worth? It's interesting, though, because he's not a spring chicken, man. So, like, at what point do you start thinking about legacy and stuff like that, you know? Right. Yeah, I think, like, as as we, like, go at him for the, like, getting really close to 100 losses, if we liked him more, we probably wouldn't do that. But, like, we don't really have that connection. I feel like we were more connected to him in his first or second year as our owner than we ever were again. I feel like it was just like real high. And then we, why, why, why is that in your opinion? No, I just don't. I mean, his actions show that he doesn't care. Um, Correct. That winning isn't necessarily um, the highest uh, priority, I guess I'm trying to say. To me, there's two buckets. Yeah. There's his, uh, you know, apparent lack of caring about winning, right? Which you see a lot of people commenting on, especially over the last couple of years. Yeah. And then in the other bucket, there's the just not, you know, not giving a fuck about reading the room, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 kind of throwing the viability shit and, and just the appetite for football and that kind of stuff in people's faces. So, yeah, I mean, like, he he would be so beloved right now. I think we talked about this when we – the first Lot J episode when we brought it up. We would all be sitting there saying, bro, back up a fucking long line of Brinks trucks. Give this yeah. man whatever the fuck he wants. Let him – if he wants to build a fucking statue made of gold that's just a giant dildo, like, yeah. in the middle of downtown, we'll pay for it, right? Like, like, on, the front do- of the, like on the front of the Little Mermaid cover. Yeah. It, but that's that's where he's kind of fallen to. So it, it just it begs the question: Does he give a fuck about 
what his legacy is here in Jacksonville. For me, it's yeah. all about like you broke it into the two buckets. Bucket number one, that shit's fucking hard, dude. Like there's tons of owners in sports that try hard to win and are losers perennially that people still respect and love because they ingrain themselves to the community, the Great. city that they live in, the city that they own and make money in. Mm-hmm. This guy hasn't really done that for us. Um, yeah. I am, I mean, you guys joke about me all the time. I fucking love Leonard Fournette. I love Doug Marone. Uh, I love, you know, these people with personalities that it feel genuine, whether they fucking win or lose. I don't give a fuck if they win or lose at the end of the day. What I give a fuck right. about is, are you a real person? Are you mm-hmm. genuine? Are you ingrained in the community? That's what I get. And I guess the worst part about Shad Khan is like he holds us so accountable for a lot of things that we can't even control ourselves because he doesn't hold himself accountable for anything. And a lot of the things on his end, if he took care of, it would take care of it on our end too. Yeah, at least to some degree. You know, uh, I think it's safe to say that I'm one of the more vocal ones on social media, like, being critical of him right whether it's the win-loss record or the way he approaches um talking to the fan base and so on and so forth uh in fact i'm pretty sure that i was the first one to start really tallying up his losses and kind of making that a thing right yeah, i think you were i mean you got um, espn to try and run it through a lot like elias or whatever it is no. <laughs> um but i wouldn't be i can i am honest with you right now I would not be doing all of that Mm. if it was just the losses right I wouldn't if he was still trying and also trying to develop even if he was trying to fucking rob us like right now like he is um you know trying to fleece Lenny Curry I still would not be doing this right now I would not be on my little crusade that I've been on for the past year and a half um if he if all if it wasn't for all the viability shit if he just full-on committed to the city of jacksonville and and grabbed us by the hand and said look i'm not going anywhere let's let's build this shit together if he just did that and he lost every fucking game until he figured it out until we got people in here and we cycled through fucking who knows how many i would fucking keep buying my tickets going to the stadium laughing at how bad we are Probably saying a little longer. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it. He, there's no other way to put it other than he has created me as an enemy by yeah. his actions. And it's through uncertainty. That's really it. Uncertainty. Well, that was the deepest fucking jag bag we've ever done. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> jag bag. Oh, I have before we before we do our our traditional closing. I don't. You have anything else, Sally? Or are we done? No. Are we good. No. All right. I did want to give a shout out. Um, I feel like it's a special occasion in one of the homies' lives. Um, shout out to Justin Wendell, making the uh, the leap of faith, trying to get out there and find himself a sugar mama. Um, I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> I was wondering where you're like, going with this. And, <laughs> no, I, re- I respect the hell out of it. Justin, um, or loyal listeners, please keep old Wendy in your uh, – Justin Wendell, old Wendy is not his sugar mama. Um, please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And, you know, pass some, some good vibes his way. Hopefully he, he finds himself a really, really nice sugar mama. 
and uh, I, I, uh, we're here for you, buddy. We, we got you back, um, and, and we support what you're doing. So, um, here, here. What was, her name? Look, what, what was her name? Uh, the one that he sent us the other day. She was, she was Elvira. Very beautiful. Yeah. I do want, I do have one more thing before we sign off. Um, I do want to thank our listeners for um, embracing the last episode, how we talked zero football at all. Um, I don't think, I don't know about you guys. I didn't see one single person come and say, well, stick to football. I don't want to hear this crap. I don't want to hear about lot J and politics and newspaper writers and shit. I didn't hear any of that. It was all people that genuinely seemed to care and seemed to be into it. So I wanted to, um, say that was really cool it yeah. was dope it, we, i i thought the interaction from more like political twitter was cool too like yeah kind of kind of jumping into a different bubble for a second so. and if you guys keep up with it it kind of seems like the conversation has been spurred a little bit and i'm not gonna get, like pat our backs and say that was because of us because if anything it's totally because it, of us yeah so if anything is because of nate and chris not because of yeah, us no but, doubt <laughs> but yeah. it does seem that it's kind of advancing a little bit people are being a little more squawky about it which is which is good to see of which we should be man and you know take the wins losses take the viability shit out of it take the, any acts that you have to grind with Shotcon the main or tiny Lenny Curry, whatever, like, you know, or little Lenny, I'm sorry, tiny is, is that's disparaging. Um, little Lenny Curry, um, take all that aside. Like it's something that should be scrutinized, right? Okay. It, 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 not to say that we shouldn't support it in the long run, not to say that, you know, it might not be, you know, not to say that it can't be a good thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but scrutiny, it scrutiny, scrutiny is necessary to get the best out of, out of anything that you do. Well, and that's the unfortunate part is like the, the scrutiny, uh, um, it doesn't appear to be coming from our local leaders the no. way that it is from, you know, from other folks. So um, yes. yeah. that's that. Well, listen, man, that's why you got to rely on the bold From pick. the regular folk. That's right. Power of the pod. Um, yes, I think. Uh, oh, the one last thing I did have too. Uh, Kool-Aid shirts have been printed. Um, I know that we've uh, shuttered the doors and chained the doors of the Church of Dilla for right now, um, but those will be shipping. Shout out to the folks that that uh, that bought those. They, they came out really, really awesome. It's a super dope shirt. I can't wait to wear mine. Yeah, they came out really awesome. So those will be shipping here shortly, along with Bold City Brigade memberships. The Kool-Aid um, will pour again one day. Yep. Absolutely. Fully, fully. London right. Monarchs. <laughs> Is that it, boys? That's it, man. I think uh, I, I just want to say I love you, JB. Love you, JB. Love you, JB. Grown-ups in between churning babies. Right about now, is your boy, you heard, back again. DJ Manny. Fresh, fresh, and be fresh. Yeah, fresh, fresh, and be fresh.
sun. I come from under the Tommy, busting a Tommy. You come from under your garment, your chest and your arm hit. Pow, one to the head. Now you know he did. Now you know I play like a pro in the game. Nah, better yet, a better in the Hall of Fame. I got that medicine, I'm better than all the names. Hey, it's cash money records, man, a lawless game. Put some water on the track, fresh for all this flame. Wear a helmet when you bang it, man, and guard your brain. Cause the flow is spasmodic, what they call insane. They need my motherfucking aim, I get dope, boy. And you already know that pimpin' 18, I'm living young and show that Bentley. Stun on my paw, so you know that's in me. Got in my mentor, so don't go down with me. Up DJ, cause that might be me. Cause that might be me. 